up, guys? Welcome in to From the Nosebleeds, episode, I believe, 136. Yep, 136. Thanks for the help, Pat. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, it's Vince again. Vince Tire here. Pat is back. Seamus still uh, dealing with some personal he's a, issues. He's unfortunately died and passed away. Yeah, he got so world. excited that the Phillies <laughs> clinched the number one seed for the wild card that he, he didn't even die of anything like serious. Like, he just... He drank he just, himself to death. You ever seen uh, <laughs> Star Wars: A New Hope when Obi Wan just disappears in his mm-hmm. robe after he's struck by Darth Vader? That was that was basically how Seamus died. He just he faded away to to nothing. <laughs> so uh, Seamus, uh, we're praying for you. We hope you to see you on the other side. And uh, the Phillies, man, we'll start there because uh, it's a roller coaster. We talk about it pretty much every time we come into this studio, and just you know, every day we talk about it among our friends. How much of a fucking roller coaster being a fan of this team is, and you know, some of that's baseball, and some of that is the curse of being a Philadelphia sports fan. But uh, we pretty much hit the peak of the roller coaster ride of this season t- uh, yesterday when the Phillies clinched the number one spot in the wild card, which is great. Uh, sets us up for a matchup against. The bullpen tried their hardest not to let it happen. <laughs> well, the bullpen we lo- always tries their hardest to <laughs> let us not be happy in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Nola also does his part. I mean, it wasn't a bad start, but we'll no, talk- no, he did. He did perfect. We'll honestly. talk about how I'm still a little worried about him in the playoffs, yeah. but for now, it's nothing but happiness. I feel like uh, I'm as happy as Brandon Marsh was riding the bull at PBR and Xfinity Live after the game, which is so fucking funny to see the Phillies like just hanging out there. I know they did mm-hmm. that last year when they were. Uh, up on like the balcony at Xfinity, yeah. but to see to see Brandon Marsh riding the fucking bulls, stripping his belt off and shit. Yeah, that was the weird uh, part. Dude, I, was like, <laughs> I love it, bro. He was he, no, no, no. I thought he was just gonna fucking strip down, and that uh, I, was, I, I saw was, that, and I'm just like, where the hell is this going? I was yeah, I was expecting another uh, item of clothing to come off. Thanks. I was expecting at least the shirt to come off. <laughs> like pop that pop, brother. Like you just made the fucking playoffs. Exactly. Uh, is, it, is this about to go on some certain sites that? It's not appropriate for children. Yeah, no, that's only that's only when uh, Seamus is here. <laughs> <laughs> listen, though, we're listen. We can't take it for granted. The Phillies just clinched the playoffs two years in a row. Uh, keep in mind, this franchise is coming off an eleven-year playoff drought, so it's just really cool to see them. You know, kind of setting the setting the tone for the opposite to, you know, this team, this team needs to be in the playoffs every year, the way it's built. I mean, I'm happy with the number one wild card and the, you know, the Braves are just the Braves. They're so, yeah, fucking I mean, good. they're a juggernaut. And when you're dealing with a juggernaut yeah. like that during the regular season, like, I mean, in all honesty, the just Phillies should be a juggernaut. I mean, uh, the bullpen is an issue. The yeah, starting pitches, yeah, that lineup, like, the Braves actually have those issues too, yeah. believe it or not. But no, right, just to uh, a lesser their lineup degree. is just everybody hits every night and gets paid nothing for it. Yeah, somehow because yeah, the they, Braves just figured out the system. Yeah, they really did figure it out. But in the meantime, it looks like the Phillies will be matched up with most likely either Chicago or uh, Arizona. I think it's fair to say I'm not even the most confident Phillies fan. Like if Sheamus was here. I think he's way more positive than I am. Sometimes he can he's be really, really nervous negative. about if we get the D back. See, that's the th- I, very I, I actually disagree it. with him. I th- I'm not worried about the wild card round like at all. Like I'm just really not. And and I know that might sound contradictory to what I've come on this podcast and said before, but I really worry about the round after, which uh, obviously like you might play the Braves. So yeah, I don't really fear the Cubs or the Diamondbacks. I mean, I I don't either. Uh, I think the. Obviously, the Diamondbacks are a little bit better than the Cubs, right? Especially right now, the Cubs, yeah, the Cubs are, a little are spiraling. Bit of a downswing, yeah. Like that. What the fuck was that play that last play night? Was hysterical. The, I don't know his name. The outfielder just letting a routine fly ball <laughs> go right drop by right next to him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like the Cubs. Obviously, it'd be nicer to play them. I don't think it's going to happen at this point. 
because the uh, D-backs have been a little bit of a heater, but the Cubs have been just kind of stagnant. Like, they haven't really done much. So, uh, I mean, the, the other thing, too, though, is, like, you look at the Phils last year, and it's like they were that team that was kind of stagnant, barely made it in, yeah. and then they just went on a fucking heat. Dude, speaking of which, I'm so glad you <laughs> said that because, like, how nice does it feel that they aren't, like falling backwards into the playoffs like they they're yeah. there they secured the number one wild card spot and like they're going in like pretty strong obviously like the game tonight the lineup is dog shit because because uh oh i I'm can't sure wait to watch rodolfo I, castro I, play I, for the next week i can't wait to watch garrett stubbs play tonight violently hung over most likely <laughs> uh listen you know he sucks but the vibes are kind of priceless no so. i mean like yeah he, he's like he's fine because he's he's a good defensive catcher He's whatever when he comes to bad. He had pop last year. He doesn't really show it this yeah, it's year. Been, but, he's been bad. But like at the same time, like you're only seeing him maybe twice a month. Yeah, absolutely. Because JT's like, it, I want to play. It's really not he's the biggest deal. Uh, the Phillies, speaking of which, go down one nothing in the first. Perfect. Uh, fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Who gives but a like, fuck? you just can't replace Stubbs in the locker room. And I know some people like overdo it. Like, oh, I wouldn't include him in this trade. Or like, if there's a trade to be made for a better player, like, yeah, you yeah. include Stubbs. But like. He is. I know that we joke about Reese Hoskins because you know his staunch defenders will be like he's so important to this club. But like Garrett Stubbs really is like kind of the glue of the vibes. It feels like, yeah. which is so funny. He's the life of the him. party every time. Like you saw him in the middle, he yeah. fucking immediately sprinted back there, threw the overalls on. Like <laughs> that was absolute funny psycho. Shit. Like he's literally just like me on a night out. Like yeah, just, no, like, like literally. Uh, O'Leary on a night out is hilarious because like my <laughs> if I close my eyes and imagine a typical O'Leary night out, there's one specific night maybe two years ago we were at a bar in Maniunk and there was a live ba- a live band and Pat just got shirtless and went on stage and just he basically started a mosh pit on the stage with the band. Luckily there it wasn't a band it was a DJ. Oh and DJ he was, sorry. He was playing Gimme 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 which is one of my favorite songs. Yeah, by Pat popped his t- Pat as he often does if you know Pat O'Leary find him at a tailgate in the summer he's his tops coming off yeah it just is what it is i sweat too much what the hell <laughs> yeah i sweat too much listen you gotta so res- i love i love when people have like a signature move and pat's <laughs> signature move is to pop his top off and put the pit vipers on yeah and i just like that <laughs> i like that you have a signature move it just it's cool like that's that's o'leary's thing if i did that someone would be like why the fuck are you copying o'leary <laughs> and i respect the shit out of that <laughs> but anyway back to the phillies rob thompson uh said unsurprisingly zach wheeler and Aaron nola will start tuesday and wednesday uh, he also says that they will go closer by committee. I feel like that's also not a surprise uh, being Kimbrell is just inconsistent and you have Alvarado and you know, we'll see how that goes. And then lastly, he said that Bryce Harper will play first in the playoffs, which is huge. Yeah. I mean, you need, him call there every day. you need him there. Absolutely. Every day. Man, I don't care if it's a righty on the mound. I don't care if it's a lefty on the mound. You cannot have yeah. Kyle Chorber in the field under any circumstances. Yeah. Like, it can't you, you just see how much better the lineup is. Not even the lineup, the defense. Absolutely. Is when, Kyle Schwarber's not on the field. Like Brandon Marsh, like getting like game winning catches when he's like sprinting over to the corner <laughs> to catch a ball in the ninth inning. And it's like Kyle Schwarber, that would have been a triple. Like I forget what game that was. It was like a week or two ago, but like Marsh caught one that was like he was sprinting to the corner. And I'm just sitting there like, God damn, if Kyle, if Brandon if Kyle Schwarber was in, yeah. then that would have been a triple and we and, would have probably And vice versa. Game. There have been plenty of plays that Kyle Schwarber has allowed and left that it's like, fuck, dude, if Brandon Marsh or yeah. Pache were there, like that's a that's the plays made. The game is over. I, I can't remember what game it was. There was specifically a game that Kyle Schwarber like kind of lost us and left. I, I can't remember. But I also brought the Phillies go down two to nothing. That's okay. It's still the first. <laughs> inning um I, I i did a little bit of a segment on this last podcast about reese hoskins but 
I just want to nail the head on the hammer here, like, or hammer the head of the nail. I don't know how the fuck to say that phrase, but anyway, you get what I'm trying to say. Reese Hoskins, like, if Bryce Harper plays very well at first in this postseason, like, it just furthers the point yeah, that, like, don't we need don't him. need Reese back. You don't need him. What's he going to do? Play right field? And listen, I'm sure that a lot of people <laughs> listen to this podcast and think, like, oh, my God, these fucking dudes hate Reese Hoskins. I do. Let me clear it up. No, I do. I don't hate Reese Hoskins. <laughs> Reese Hoskins is, like, I, I think this is, the, this is the best way I can describe it because she's in the news right now. Reese Hoskins is, to me, what a lot of people like view Taylor Swift as. I don't think they hate Taylor Swift. I think they hate her fans so much because they're annoying as fuck, and I agree. And like I think that the fans turn them off to the, the artist. And in the same way I feel about Reese Hoskins, like I do not hate him, but it comes off like I do because of how fucking annoying his staunch defenders are in that he could do no wrong and you can't trade him for anybody and he's got to be back under no circumstances. Like Reese Hoskins fans are the Swifties of the Philadelphia Phillies fans. That was a very shameless statement that you just made. <laughs> it, I love, I'm a, I'm a fucking Swiftie myself, but I feel like people that hate her just base it off of the fans, and that's kind of how I feel about Reese Hoskins. So you would have a problem with him coming back because there's rumor ha- rumors are that he can't possibly make a postseason. He can come back in the postseason. I, I don't want to see him in the postseason. I don't, yeah, I have no desire. I don't feel like having a guy <laughs> who's hot or cold coming in, having not played at all this season, like being rusty and starting he's, in the yeah, He's not Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber was a guy that did that, can do that. Yeah. And it's that's been proven. But, like, I can't see Reese Hoskins coming in. Like, yeah, no. I feel like he'd come in, strike out, and that would like, set the tone for the rest of his at-bats. Yeah, Because they're going to DH him if he comes in at all. And Re- then at that point, what are you doing Reece with Reese got hurt in the offseason, right? I'm like... like it was in the off season, right? That he got hurt. It was uh, spring training. Spring training. So the last time we saw Reese Hoskins in like an actual MLB like season, he was one for twenty six against the Astros in the World Series. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm okay for now. You know, my hold thing, off. My thing is like, honestly, with him, like he's not good defensively. No, he's we a butcher. Um, th- like, there's no reason to have him at DH. Like, no, because you need you Kyle have, there. Yeah, if, if you have Kyle Schwarber, you need him in the lineup. Like for this, we're not even talking about next season. Just for this postseason, you need Kyle Schwarber in that lineup because he sets the tone offensively every time, pretty much. But one game, almost maybe two games every series is Kyle Schwarber can also run. hit sub two hundred and still be a thousand times the player Reese Hoskins. Yes, yeah. and it's like I don't. We don't need two Kyle Schwarbers essentially. <laughs> we don't. And yes, it's like much too. <laughs> Dude, remember the portions of the season? I guess last year when it was Kyle and Reese at the top of the lineup. It was horrific. Segments of the season where Reese was cold, it was an automatic two outs most of the time at the yeah. top of the lineup, or it was like a home run, you know, from Kyle. But most of the time, it was you go up, you know. I think Bryce was batting third at that point. It was like, oh, here comes Bryce up to bat with two outs again. No, I mean Reese, like he just he isn't good. Like he's, he's just genuinely, <laughs> yeah. I, clip that the, part. Just Reese Hoskins just isn't good. Like he, people think he's really good. I they pull it. out all these fucking they, stats, and it's people, like, yeah. But watch the guy fucking play. Because at the end of the day, the most natural human emotion is love. I think, and people just want to love Reese Hoskins because he is a homegrown guy here, and he was one of the only ones we had at the for a long, long time. So well, no, 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 no. He was one of the only ones that was producing. One of the only ones that was good that we had. For, right, okay. <laughs> we Correct. had a shitload of them. Correction. In he was one of the good. He was one of the only ones that turned out. Him and Aaron Nola. So people hold him tight. But it's like, 
feel free to let go now and like look through the actual lens of reality because now we have some other homegrown guys like I said last podcast so let maybe like take those rose colored glasses off and be like oh wow Reese Hoskins actually isn't that good the worst part to me is like I do genuinely like the guy as a person yeah he seems like a fine person he's a he's a phenomenal guy He's just a dog shit player. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't and at need the end of the day, this is a fucking business. And I lost my shit in the middle of the season when Paul Goldschmidt rumors are flying around and fuckers mm-hmm. are like, nah, dude, can't give up Reese. Can't, can't fuck. It wasn't even give no, up Reese. Boom. Can't even fuck over Reese like that. Like, yeah, bringing him yeah. into the, bringing Reese's replacement. Get the, oh my God. I, I don't want to spend too much more time on Reese Hoskins. He affects nothing on this team right now. <laughs> but anyway, no, well, just like, right now, he's good for the vibes. It, yeah, I'll sure. Those. <laughs> Overall, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the most excited, one being the least, like, where are you at for the playoffs right now? Like, your expectations, like, what you think is going to happen here? 11. You're at an 11. I mean, I get I get fucking excited as shit. Every yeah, year it's kind of hard. Like, even someone like me who's down on them. It's like just usually. like, especially like every year, like we went through eleven years of no playoffs, and it's like this, like Philly's playoffs brings me back to my childhood. I literally. was just, I was just like, about to say, I, I remember being in eighth grade or no, in sixth grade in two thousand eight, watching Brad Lidge strike out that final person, right. and then the seventh grade teacher at our school got fired because that night she was dancing on a fucking bus stop up the street from me. In Boo, her fucking panties. whoever fired her should be fired <laughs> themselves. What, a, she was lo- hot what loser energy, and she was hot. Come on, <laughs> losers. But Dude, you know, Catholic grades. I was just about to say the same thing as you. Like, there's something about Red October that is so fucking nostalgic to me. Like, more like I, the Eagles are my number one baby in this city. But like, even them making the playoffs doesn't give me the same like warm feeling inside that the mm. Phillies do. Because like, like you said, growing up. It was mostly Phillies in this city. Like, they were the best team for the majority of my youth. So, like, Red October was everything. And, like, just them clinching last night, like, it just brings you back to that. And, like, it just makes you feel like a child again. And it's awesome. I remember being a freshman in high school um, when they won the World Series. Yeah. And a lot of the kids skipped out Mm -hmm. to go (laughs) to the parade. And the teachers didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, that's how big that shit was. And it was it was that's it, Philly. It was a really cool experience. And like you guys said, just they were consistently good when I was a teenager, when I was a when I was in high school. Right. So to finally see them make the playoffs back to back years like this is this is exciting. They're cooking a little it's bit. Awesome. Yeah. It's it's like they figured something out. Finally. It's nice to see them right the <laughs> ship. Right. Because, you know, for so long, it's such an easy franchise to make fun of when they're in the middle of an yeah. 11 year uh, playoff drought. But like but I don't real know. quick, real quick, going Go off what Ty was just saying about the parade last time. I will never forgive my mother. I had a doctor's appointment because the parade was on All Saints Day, I think, which was everybody was off anyway for Catholic school. And I had a doctor's appointment. I had to get like my, my, my flu shot or something. And I was like, Mom, I don't want to go to the doctor's appointment. I want to go to the parade. Dad said he'll take me down if you say I don't have to go to my doctor's appointment. And she's like, no. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm in like sixth grade, literally like crying. Because Dude, I'm like, mom, I want to go to the Phillies parade. I went to the doctors in my, in my Phillies like gear and everything because my dad was like, maybe if we get it done early enough, I, I can take you down. I was like, it's not going to happen. But like, that's the moment where you run away uh, as a child. You run away. You you grab one of those <laughs> little sacks and you just run. I, I literally that's I still, movie shit. I still tell my mom to this day that I'll never forgive her for that. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not, I literally when they, I made the fucking, when, they, when they made the run last year, I was like, guess what, mom? I'm going to take off of work if they win and I get a, they get a parade because guess what? I didn't get to go to the last fucking one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude. Uh, and she goes, she goes every time she's like, I just should have let you skip the doctor's appointment. It was just a physical. I should have <laughs> exactly. just let you skip it. <laughs> just a stupid fucking physical. <laughs> but like, I, I feel like I'm at the point now where like, I kind of just want to throw like all my like technical analysis out the window. Cause I'm so overcome with like 
hope and I, and it's so funny because it's most likely just there to be torn away from me and stomped and spit on in front of my face but I'm so full of optimism and like hope and like just genuine joy right now because the Phillies are in the playoffs and like that's all I want I don't want to talk about how they'll probably lose to the Braves fuck that I want to believe that they'll beat the Braves even though deep down I know they won't 10 home runs a game baby so we're, I'm just putting through five I'm, games I'm just putting my blind fandom cap on for this playoffs because really that's the fucking point of being a fan man I feel like listen we're sitting here we are podcasters so like I'm kind of being hypocritical but I feel like so many people get too indulged with like podcasts and sports radio like and all the technicalities of shit and, like this is this and that's that like sometimes people just forget like to be a fan sometimes just be dumb be stupid blindly believe in a team that doesn't fucking deserve it like that the that's highs, what happened last year i know and I'm, but i'm just saying look, like i mean it worked out pretty well the highs and the lows are what being a fan is all like what fun is it friend listen we do this all year and again i'm being hypocritical because of what we're, we're on a podcast right now but like what fun is it for me to sit here and be like yeah great the phillies made the playoffs they're just gonna lose to the braves like that's not fun like i want to have fun like i might believe that like deep down but i'm gonna do my best to bury that and just have a good fucking time so i've got a question for you Go ahead. are you gonna apply that logic to the sixers <laughs> see, with the, see with the Sixers and stuff. This is where we. I wish we had sound drops on this yeah. show. <laughs> with this, okay. Um, I actually feel like that's a good transition. So we can we can move on from the. Well, Phillies. it was until you said it. <laughs> okay, the Sixers. It's a little bit harder for me to do that because, like, yeah, the Phillies missed the playoffs eleven years in a row. But it, like, at least there was a ton of success before that. Like, I was born in nineteen ninety nine. The Sixers went to the finals in 2001 and have sucked ever since. Well, I guess they haven't sucked like in the recent years, but you get what I'm saying. Me growing up, I, my first exposure to like really knowing the team was like Iguodala and Drew Holiday, Lou Will. Like they were, they back. were, they Drew were fine. I fucking hope we'll talk about that in a second because <laughs> I want to talk about that trade. But like, they were fine, and then it was the process. Like they suck. So like, there's no basis of success for me to fall back on with the Sixers. Like at least with the Phillies, it could be like yeah, 10, 11 years playoff drought but like hey at least they won the series in 08 and like they went back in 09 the Sixers have just been nothing for my whole life they've been I'm, consistent I, second round exits I grew up in the AI era so yeah, luckily, lucky you yeah, I got to see like the greatness of Allen Iverson but I do feel sorry for the guys I was like two you, years old who man. came after Iverson and had to <laughs> suffer it's been brutal through the mediocre play from the Iguodala years to the process years, yep. like I feel so bad for you guys. It went it, starting there. It went mediocre era to the process era, which is nothing but failure and losing. Which you know, whatever it made sense at the time. And now we're in an era of just constant disappointment, mm-hmm. constant disappointment. And that kind of brings me into the point I want to talk about here, which is uh, big NBA Murray is a liar. <laughs> oh, well, we can talk about that first. Yeah, uh, James Harden continues the saga of being like the most unintentional, funniest person in the world by going to a club. Where was it? In, was it in, in Houston? Houston? Yeah. A fucking court. What a, a party sa- in Houston. He is such a fucking loser. But anyway, he had bottle That's girls, and you know they bring the signs out with the flaring champagne bottles, and it said Daryl Morey is a liar. <laughs> I mean, so it's funny. funny. It's funny as shit. But like then, when you think about the fact this is a grown ass man, it's like actually this is kind of sad. 
I just I think it's funny. It, I don't know. Oh, it care. is it's funny, but like I in context. I mean, I'm also at the point where I don't care about the Sixers that much. So yeah, it's like, like I yeah, you're you're completely right about that. It's <laughs> it's hard. And then it's hard for me to care even more because today, huge NBA news breaks the breaks the internet. You know, Woj and Shams getting their tweets off. Dame Lillard to the Bucks. Uh Drew Holiday in that deal got shipped over to Portland. I don't know the exact trade details. You can go find it on their page. But like Dame Lillard is on the Bucks now. And that just makes me give even less of a fuck about the Sixers because they stand no chance well, against we that know team. who's going to win the chip this year. I, it looks like it, dude. That yeah. Listen, I'm putting bias aside because I'm going to be honest with you. I like the rivalry we have with the Bucks. Like you know, I thought I thought Giannis sitting on our logo that one time was awesome. Like it, obviously, like as a fan, you're like, oh fuck, but that's like the awesome part of sports. Like it's harmless rivalry banter. That's fun. It's not like fuck that. It's guys. not that right. It's not that serious. So like, I actually respect Giannis. I respect the Bucks because like. I'd rather Dame go there than like fucking Miami or LA. Yeah. Like, I don't want those shitty fan bases to have the satisfaction of always getting Wait, the best uh, players. LA is in Lakers. Aren't uh, you a the Lakers, Lakers fan? Clip. Well, I like LeBron, <laughs> but I, I at this point I don't even need LeBron to win anymore. I, I'd well, rather, he's not gonna. So you're well, fine. He's there. Probably not going to. No, <laughs> he's fucking forty years old. But. Anyway, are you discounting your uh, boy? <laughs> no, <laughs> listen, shut the fuck up. I'm just happy Dame Lillard didn't go to there. I'd rather him go to a small market team like Milwaukee. Like at least if they win, I can like be like, oh, that's kind of cool for Milwaukee, you know, to a small market yeah, team. Yeah, they already got one. That's tr- we're <laughs> certainly not getting one, Pat. So what the fuck do I care about who wins it? I might as well root for a small market team. The chances of the Sixers winning this the NBA title just went from zero to zero because they didn't have a chance before this trade either, in my humble opinion. But like. Again, by side, this is gonna be a that's gonna be a fun ass duo to watch. They are going to be electric because their play styles kind of match up like perfectly. Yeah. You know, Dame's a guy you have to pick up from half court on. He'll hit shots from nearly half court, and then Giannis is a guy if you're not doubling him, he's blowing right by you. So it's gonna be kind of a nightmare for teams to defend that duo. I'm sure Dame's gonna be throwing a lot of lobs to Giannis. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll beat the Sixers by a hundred on opening night when we have to play them. Which of course we have to play them on opening night. Of course. No, no, no. They're not gonna beat us by hundred because Drew Holiday's gonna. No, be on the team, and then he's going to just lock down Dame all night, and B's going to lock down Giannis, and then Brooke Lopez is going to put 50 on our heads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brooke, Brooke Lopez, low-key, is the unsung hero of that team. Bro, the fact a, that that man is so goddamn tall and can shoot threes at the clip he he's, can, he's just he's good. insane. I feel like he's one of, I feel like he might genuinely be the most underrated NBA player right now. I actually think that, because like he's one of the best centers. Like, he's not like Joel or like Jokic, but like... He is solid as fuck for the role that he is in. No, yeah, I mean, and he can also, he's like one of those guys that can just randomly pop off for like 20 plus any night. He's he's one of those guys that in an, in a, in an annoying playoff game when like Giannis is torching you at the end of the game, he'll hit like two threes to put the dagger mm-hmm. in you. Like that's the mm-hmm. kind of player Brooke Lopez is. But uh, I, I'm think, just, I think low-key the Suns kind of made out like bandits in that trade. Who did they even end up they, with? I didn't so see. they got off the Aiton contract. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, it's awesome. Uh, they brought in Nurkic, which is like a perfect replacement for Aiton, honestly. Um, and then they just brought in a bunch of like no-names, basically. So it's like... I forgot that until this very moment the Suns have Bradley Peel. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah, going mean, to be fucking... They're, they're be I know they good. have no depth, but they're going to be fucking... They're going to be nice. That That's a big three right there. I mean, if I was them, I just wouldn't play anybody. Like, just do what the Sixers should, should also do and just don't play anybody until, like, halfway through the season. <laughs> yeah, Joel Embiid shouldn't even touch an NBA floor till Christmas, <laughs> if we're being honest. Cause season over would be the Christmas Day game. Nah, but, like, in all seriousness, <laughs> like, just getting negative, negadelphia again, which is what we always do here. 
like I just I don't know I can't bring myself to give a fuck about this NBA season like I love basketball but I mainly mean through a Sixers lens like how am I supposed to get up and like be excited about this season when like I know that there's no chance this team is succeeding at anything because we're getting Drew back Okay, so so Kyle Newbeck (laughs) did confirm that there are reports out there that uh, the Sixers are looking to inquire about uh, Drew Holiday's availability. What they freaking do? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, listen, dude, I'm not gonna lie to you. I would I love Drew Holiday on the Sixers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do I think Drew Holiday puts us over the edge? No, absolutely not. (laughs) Drew Holiday does not come into this team and change the loser culture that we have had for the almost a decade. But we have Nick Nurse now. He's and like the one. Ball Paul. I do on think a new that, contract. Do you think Nick Nurse is regretting his decision? Oh yeah, definitely he has to be because he came and then this whole Harden thing. I mean, popped I off. could get him on the horn. He lives right over here in media. Yeah, let's fine. <laughs> let's let's bring him on and ask him his opinion. But like, yeah, sure, bring Drew back. He was my favorite player when he was on the team. Yeah. But like, aside from like nostalgic purposes, I, I just want to see him and Maxi on a team together. That'd they would be, be a great, great defensive. They're going to be a great defensive team if Drew comes. But like. When Drew comes, we're going to speak into when. existence. But like this team, does the only thing Drew, I have to look forward to this does year. Drew Holiday make this team any younger and faster? Nope. And that's the two things faster, this team yes. lacks most. Faster, yes. Who's Drew Holiday? <laughs> Drew Holiday's not a He's f- faster he's than James Harden. <laughs> well, yes. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. That's like Especially the bar is on the fucking floor. Yeah, the the bar is on Harden's the floor. Harden's coming into the season. You already know. <laughs> it don't take too much to be faster than James Harden. Yeah, no, exactly. James Harden, I don't need to beat, it, beat a dead horse here, but all he does is to hold the ball for 18 seconds and either pop a step back or fling it to someone in the corner. That's why I've always said his. I think he was an overrated playmaker in his time on the Sixers so far. But regardless, like he he already they said he's not coming to media day. Like of who who thought he was, but like I'm still and I keep coming on this podcast and saying it and like I still don't understand the section of people that are talking themselves into him like turning a new leaf. It's not happening, man. No, give up, not. give up on that fa- fairy tale dream. I said last week. This, in my opinion, has the the makings to be even worse than his exits from Houston and Brooklyn because of the personal aspect of it. He feels personally betrayed by Daryl Morey, so he is not going to just roll over and be like, "Yeah, you know, I'm going to play my heart out for the Sixers because I know that I need a contract." No, he's not. He's simply not going to do that. And I'm not going to spend any more time talking about this bullshit team. Uh, they signed Kelly Oubre. Woo! I do, I do really like that I mean, signing. I like that signing. <laughs> See, like, I like these signings, but it's nothing that's going to put them over the edge, in my no. opinion. Like, it's not big enough. Like, you're it's not just gonna, vibes, guys. Like, the, Cel- the Celtics are too good for us. The, the Bucks are now way too good for us. Like, obviously, the East is a little weak outside of them, but, like, I don't know. I, I, I just... I feel... Nothing about the Sixers right now. I just feel nothing. You forgot to mention that uh, big bad Ben Simmons is coming back for the Nets this year, too. So <laughs> they're going to be a pretty big yeah, powerhouse. Yeah, I, for, I did forget about that. Cal Bridges, Ben Simmons, Cam Johnson. Bro, Yo, that's... Cal Bridges is dangerously horny that's a, on that's Instagram. That's a fucking, like, seven seed. You that's, seen, like, <laughs> insane right there. You've seen, you seen Mikael Bridges in uh, Asia Wilson's uh, Instagram comments? No. She posted some shit. I think she won, like, she won her Defensive Player of the Year award, or I think so it was, in the WNBA. And she posted, like, a, the caption said, you know I love that D fence. And Mikhail Bridges commented like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> she was like, "She was like, are you lost?" <laughs> and then, and then, uh, what's his name? Donovan Mitchell was like, "Bro, you need to get your shit together." <laughs> I, I feel like this is not the first time he's done that either. He's, it, it cracks me up. Dude is just horny on man. It's because he's from here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think it was a couple months ago. It might have been Asia Wilson. He was trying to flirt with again, 
in the comments or like another another person, but I'm fairly certain that person got Mikael Bridges confused with Miles Bridges because I'm pretty sure they made up or they brought <laughs> up like the domestic violence thing. And he was like, what? I'm, I'm like pretty sure someone fact checked me on that, but that was funny as shit. Uh, but yeah, I got nothing. The Bucks are most likely going to steamroll the East, go to the finals. It'll probably be Bucks, Suns again. Wow, actually, that'll be a rematch from a couple years ago. I didn't yeah. even put that together. Great. Uh, anyway, predictable. <laughs> yeah. Moving on from that, Pat, you have not been in one of these chairs since the NFL season started. I know. I got to come last week and break down the first two weeks, you know, because uh, we we hadn't been here in a little while. Uh, so we're coming off a week three victory against the Bucks on Monday Night Football. And how are you feeling, man? I mean, the Eagles looked a hell of a lot better than they did the first two weeks. Put it Absolutely. that way. Like they, yeah, you got two picks from it from uh, Jalen, but like. In the grand scheme of things, they won the game. They beat up on a bad team, which is what they should be doing. Uh, defense looked good. Like, can't not really a lot to complain about besides two picks. Yes. But it's like at the same time, it's like speaking on like Jalen's like stats. Uh, I just want to read this tweet. Uh, word for word, it's a quote from an interview or you know a press conference Jalen did with the media. The reporter said, "We might look at QB and say, well, he threw 330 yards, three touchdowns, and his team lost. But wins aren't a QB stat, so it's not his fault they lost. But you seem to not really care about any of that stuff. And it's just about did the Eagles win? Did they not win? How'd you get to that point?" Jalen Hurts said, "By losing." Like I just like I just love quotes like that. Like he really just sums up like what it means to be like a winner and like a good. I don't want to say role model because they're grown men, but like good leader on the team. Like good teammate. He, good good teammate, right? Like he knows that it's not about his performance. Like yeah, he went out there and threw two picks, and I'm sure he more than anyone is beating himself up, realizing you know he needs to be better, which he does. I think people have gone a little overboard, like being like, oh my god, he's regressing right in front of our fucking relax, okay? But like. I just like that he understands that it's bigger than his numbers and it's bigger than... Obviously, we all want him to win an MVP. He was so close last year, but like, I just like that he's got a longer vision than that. And I mm-hmm. know that that might sound hypocritical because we all like clamored for Embiid to win MVP, but like, I feel well, like... Well, it's because we knew nothing else was going to happen. I, exactly. <laughs> it's two, different, it's two different scenarios, but like, just comments... Jalen's always... I know it's just him, but it's almost like he's got the perfect fucking response for every time they toss a question towards mm-hmm. him. And like, it's just so cool to like have a guy on your team that just exudes like confidence and like winner shit, like yeah. not loser shit, because we're so used to losers. Yeah, I mean, you look back at a guy like Carson Wentz, who was like, yeah, literally like he would say one thing to the media and then be bitching and every, complaining about the entire team to everybody. Every else. fucking like, week. Carson Wentz would play like dog shit. He would just say, I got to be better. I got to be better. It was just generic answers. I got to be better. I got to be better. I feel like Jalen like actually gives you like things like it's not just I got to be better. I got like you're a robot. It's like getting in depth about like what you got to do and why, you know, you quote unquote failed in that aspect or whatever. Carson, like I said, was just robotic with like his I just got to be better. Well, also the difference is, though, when Carson said it, it was like, OK, but you're still doing the same. Dog exactly. Shit. Yeah. If Jalen says, I got to do better, I'm believing that yeah. he's actually going to look at the tape and he's going to do better. Because yeah. he's got a crazy work ethic. And like while we're on the topic of Jalen, before we like break down the game, which we're not going to break down the whole game, but like you know what I mean. But I want to talk real quick about the uh, the controversy, the quote-unquote controversy behind whatever you want to call it, the tush-push or the brotherly shove, which I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of brotherly shove, yes. But like <laughs> the controversy has been drummed up for over a season now because last year, at the end of the year, they debated whether they were going to make that play illegal. And now you have pundits like Nick, Nick Wright and, you know, fucking... Uh, Chris, 
what's that? Chris Sims, who is a psychopath, by the <laughs> way, who said that I'll read the quote in a second. But like these guys are on their networks talking about how this should be illegal, and all these fans are are crying about it. And like I just want to know what your guys' opinion is on all this because I'll get mine off in a second. I mean, I don't really give a shit, honestly. No, who gives a fuck? <clears> but like, because well, most people that are coming out are like, it's a play, it's a football play, like. Anyone can do it. Yeah, anyone can do it. Like it's you not guys just, are just the, mad that the Eagles are executing it to perfection every time. It, it's it's annoying because it's like, oh, this team is really good at this and better than everyone else. Make it illegal. It's like, okay, well then, should we make throwing to Tyree Kill illegal? Because <laughs> he's just he's better than everybody, so that's not fair. Like, come on, dude. Travis Kelsey jumping that should be illegal too. Also, I feel like just <laughs> to play at his his uh, born height. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like a lot of people also don't take into account like, yeah, the pushing like helps, but if you didn't have anyone pushing Jalen, he's still getting through that. Yeah. That the line is so good and Jalen yes. is so strong that he's getting through regardless. So, like to me, all these fucking teams and people crying about it, it just sounds like a skill issue. Maybe get a better line and a stronger QB. Who's ever's Still bitching and moaning about this whole tush push thing. Shut the hell up. Shut okay, right. seriously. Get like you said. Get better offensive linemen and Build shut the, the hell up. Get your quarterback that can bench squat right. six hundred pounds and shut the hell up. Because this is, the reality is this: first couple of weeks, and we saw it. We actually saw a couple teams try to do the tush push, and they and can't. It didn't fucking work for mm-hmm. them. Shut up, because you can't do it. Exactly. It's it's like. It's not like this is by accident. This is by like design. Like the fucking Eagles build up the trenches. They've been mm-hmm. doing so it's for years. Focus. It's what the team is built on. It's the foundation of this team. There's two things you can always count on with the Eagles. A great O-line and a great D-line. Because they draft the trenches and they build them up. And Jeff Stoutland is the best position coach maybe in NFL history. So building up this line is exactly what we always meant to do. And we're just taking advantage of all the work and like talent we've put into our O-line. So if other teams are, are jealous that we can run this play and they can't, do the same thing. Invest in the trenches the way the Eagles do. Find your Jeff Statlin. Find your quarterback who can squat 600 pounds. Until then, simply stop bitching because this is a normal play. It's not going to go away because we're good at it and you're not. The one thing that I did find funny that w- there was one time where it didn't work this week. Yeah, there was. And, <laughs> and then didn't they follow it up the very next play? Yes, and it <laughs> obviously. But, <laughs> hey, you know, listen. But it's like, it's like 92% it, of the time. Exactly. Say. It doesn't work every time. You're going to ban it. It doesn't work every time. <laughs> like, <laughs> 92% of the time is Jason and uh, Travis like to say yep. on New Heights. Yep. But uh, the Chris Sims quote I was talking about, uh, he was he was commenting on the brotherly loser, shove, man. which by the way, before I even say the quote, he has like some kind of deeper hatred for Jalen Hurts because I think Jalen's racism. last year he didn't even have Jalen in like his top forty quarterbacks or some shit like that, mm-hmm. uh, and now like it just and then when Jalen like was succeeding he was downplaying it every week on whatever fucking show I don't even know what show he's on every clip I've ever seen of Chris Sims has been against my will because it blows up on Twitter because he says something stupid about Jalen but he said quote if I was a defensive coach I'd be saying go head hunting on the QB here go crazy try to kill the QB that's what I do I don't mean it like that I don't mean kill him but make him pay make him think twice about it. Like, okay, I'm not going to sit here and, like, be triggered and be like, oh, my God, he's advocating for them to kill Jalen. I know what he means. But, like, to say go headhunting for him is completely a fucking asinine thing to say. Yeah, thank God that fucking moron's not a head coach or a defensive coordinator because... No, he don't know shit. Like, that's that's uh, that's some Sean Payton type shit right there. Right. Like he, he was saying in the clip, like, jump over the line and try to take the quarterback out. It's so, like, my thing is this. You don't think teams are actually scheming and thinking about that? Right. You don't yeah. think for one second teams have actually tried to do that? Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something right now. 
cheap shot Jalen. Please, please see what happens yeah. to you on that field. Yeah, exactly. I cheap shot him. I dare you. I exactly. double. You're getting watch up. one. Watch Jordan Mylotta's big ass <laughs> just come up and just start manhandling your entire sideline yep. like Jason Peters did with Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Please, yeah, do exactly. It. Chris Sims acted like he's the first person to think like, wait a second. What if the way to stop it is to go after the quarterback? <laughs> it's like, no shit, Chris. Like, what a football mind you are. It's people like Chris Sims that piss me off that, like, he has a national audience and, like, a show because it's like, he don't know shit about football. Didn't you, Again, he didn't even rank Jalen, like, within his top 40 or 30 QBs last year. Like, I don't give a fuck that Jalen hadn't had his MVP season yet. Like, that's absurd. Anyway, I don't want to spend any more time on that specific idiot. But, like, in general, like, this conversation just needs to die because it's so so annoying it's it's annoying but also it's kind of funny because i do love watching other fan bases cry mm-hmm. like about it like just because they can't stop it and it's like all you can do and is get on twitter and cry about it <laughs> and they like can't the replicate things. it yeah so all in all just get better rest of the league uh but anyway the actual game itself yeah a lot better than the first two weeks mm-hmm. uh still still things to be improved on but yeah i mean still like some of the play calling uh, deandre like, swift God, that man's a fucking demon. He is I've known good. him since I first saw him play at prep, too. It was like, yeah. fuck. Watch, that kid literally won us three straight state championships like on, yeah, by himself. I, I was on the sideline uh, on, for Roman Catholic watching him tear us up, so I know all about <laughs> Swift. Uh, dude, he is he's incredible, and him running behind this O-line is like a cheat code, man, because they open up holes, and he... Like, you know, not to shit on Miles Sanders because I did like him, but he could miss a hole if he was staring him right in the face. And DeAndre Swift is way more proficient at hitting those holes. My only complaint is that even in this last game, I feel like I saw too much Gainwell. It's not that I don't want to see any Gainwell. Like, I do want Gainwell to be mixed in. But I I feel like we need more Swift. Like, I want Swift to get the ball in any important down. My only concern there is, like, obviously, throughout his his entire career, it's been if if you're trying to make him a workhorse back, then, like, he's going to get hurt. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you got to mix them in. Like, maybe yeah, I need to calm down. Probably a little bit too much gain, well, realistically, but like also throw them in there. Who the fuck cares? Like, yeah. you're up that much, especially. Like, throw them in there. Yeah, I agree True. with Pat, but at the, and at the same time, like, Kenny Gainwell's not getting it done for me. Yeah. Like, I don't see the same explosiveness that we saw at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's the deal with Rashad Penny at this point? I mean, he also looks ass every time he's in. So uh, it's like, I, I mean, honestly, we're very limited. But am, like, I, am I crazy for thinking at this point, like, out of the other three running backs, I'd rather see Boston Scott getting more touches? That's not a no, f- yeah. crazy far-fetched thing. I, Kenny isn't really doing it for me this season so far. Problem uh, is, he's got to rest up till the Giants game. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rashad Penny doesn't. I mean, that's like at the end of the anything. year. By that time, we'll have the division locked up. <laughs> exactly. Like, shit about the Giants. He can run the whole game. Like, <laughs> I'm not even, like at this point, I would rather see Boston Scott getting carries than Kenny Gainwell. No, I agree. I, again, it's not that oh, I damn. never want Gainwell in the game, but like I'd rather see Boston getting like you just said, he's shiftier. He's a little like he's faster, I believe. Like I don't know, I just rather see him in the game. But to start off the game, uh, Jalen and AJ Brown seemingly addressed their quote unquote issue, which you know we talked about last week. That was a, a, a fucking fabricated thing. But like uh Jalen was firing to AJ all night and AJ dropped a couple touchdowns, which sucks. Would have been really nice to see him get one. But he had a hell of a game. He had well over a hundred yards, I believe. Thirty one. Yeah. I mean he looked amazing. Uh that's really all I got to say about that. <laughs> uh Devontae Smith, good as always. Uh Goddard solid, getting involved. Yeah. Uh, everyone was just solid, really. I mean like no one really like stood out except for Swift and Everyone just did their role, um, you know, Jalen with a couple stupid turnovers, but it's fixable. It's still early in the season. Still, you know, I don't really know if you can pin it on gelling with a new offensive coordinator, but, you know, I'll keep using that excuse for the next couple of weeks every time the Eagles play bad. 
Uh, <laughs> but we're still we're still getting used to it. But uh, defensively, shut down uh, Jalen Carter. Jaylen Carter, man. Jalen Carter has that done miracles on me, man. Is it crazy to say Jalen Carter through? I'm not the first person to have this take, but we're three games in. He's been the best player of the team. Oh, easily. Like I don't even think. Yeah, it's not even close. Yeah. Like he is the team MVP through three three games. He is. Unbelievable! Mm-hmm. I, I've never, I've never seen anything like it. Like Joe Buck called him a star in the making. No, he, no, he's he a fucking is. star, dude. Like he I don't want to, I don't want to get uh, like too crazy or like do any, you know, put uh, put too much pressure on a guy to live up to the standard. But like, he looks like Aaron Donald out there. Like mm-hmm. seriously, like yeah. literally, he looks yeah. like a young Aaron Donald. And it's just crazy that we ended up getting him, man. And thank God. And then you got Jordan Davis next to him, who's turning it i mean he was gr- good last year but he's like great this year i think the best part about davis is like you gave him a full off season with more georgia guys so yeah. like that little bit of confidence you probably lost getting hurt last and year like, and there then have been like, like plenty know. of beat writers like saying like they feel like you know jordan has kind of emphasized that like being able to uh, work with some guys that he was like very close with like mm-hmm. has helped him like you know yeah. progress as a player because he's yeah. surrounded by guys he like actually loves like in a in one of those press conferences like he said to Jalen like I love you and I think <laughs> another thing too is Fletch has just been like a dad to him yeah. practically like Fletch literally and he's been calls great. him every day and asks him what his weight is Fletch has been great this year like though. yeah and yeah Fletch obviously you said it last week looks, looks like rejuvenated fucking 27 again it's and awesome, it's awesome. But it's like I I love seeing f- like the veterans take the young guys under yeah. their wing. Like Another that p- just makes everything easier. Like everybody's gonna gel more. Absolutely. You Another player that goes on like not unnoticed, but like kind of like under the radar on that line is Josh Sweat, who's mm-hmm. amazing and like he's just he's just solid, man. Like Milton Williams this year too. Yeah, and we haven't even seen Hassan Reddick really get involved yet. <laughs> you know, people say the thumb is still nagging him, and I'm sure as the season goes on, as long as he doesn't re-injure himself, that'll. That'll clear up, but like hey, he it's wants just, more money, he's gonna play. Yeah, he's gonna it's, play better. It's just kind of like <laughs> funny, like this defensive line is playing as well as it is, mm-hmm. and the guy who led the NFL and he led the NFL in sacks last year, or was it him or Bosa? I think it was Bosa. Okay. Yeah, I think it was Bosa. Second, yeah. the guy who was second in the league in sacks last year, like hasn't even woken up from his like offseason slumber mm-hmm. yet. Because once once Hassan Reddick gets in the swing of things and gets going, that defensive line. It's already wreaking havoc, but like it's gonna be dangerous. I mean, we and said think, this on Bell and the Bird too, but we were like, yeah. Hassan Redden needs to be thanking Jalen Carter in that rest of that interior defensive mm-hmm. line because they are saving his ass yeah, right they, now. They he's very much, out. Yes. They have very much uh, covered up his uh, flaws so far. I mean, I think it's also, you know, you know, new defense. It's going to sound fucking... New defensive coordinator. Yeah, it's going to sound like I mean, a fucking talk- lame excuse. Like, but, it's yeah. really not. Like, we're talking about a team who went to the Super Bowl last year and, like, you lost both coordinators. Like, that is going to be a, uh, a meshing process for the team. Like, mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, the... You have the preseason, you have the offseason, but that's only so much. Like, the game is the game, and nothing prepares you for that more than playing it. So, like, maybe it truly will take a couple weeks to get them going. Like, they look, they're 3-0, which is, it's it's awesome, and it's also funny because it still gives us a little bit to complain about because they haven't looked perfect. But, like, it, maybe by next week, who knows, they'll look fucking like they figured it all out. I mean, they play the Commanders and uh, Sam Howell, it was turning the ball over last week like it was nothing. Soon as best Josh Allen impersonation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I can't see us not dominating that because that line is going to kill him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only worry about the the Eagles, I was about to say the Sixers, the only worry about the Eagles like is the defense is you know the secondary. It's a little banged up. Mm-hmm. You know, Vontae Maddox, we said last week, unfortunately he's like a walking IR stand at this point. Uh, Reed Blankenship, I, I think he's playing, but he's he got hurt, right? No, he's good. No, he's fine. He didn't get hurt? Okay, I'm, I'm assuming. 
He was hurt last week. Oh, right. That's okay. Sidney Brown was it that got hurt? I think Sidney was limited. Or no, he was either limited or out in practice. Right. So like it's just like little like little things picking up in the secondary. Like James Bradbury will be is back, so like that's awesome. Um, and you didn't hear a ton from Godwin, so I mean he was doing something right in the slot corner. Yeah, there. absolutely. He, I, I love that he was uh, willing to step up and uh, fill in that role. That well, yeah, that's that's the him. nice part about this. The guys on this team, it's like if you're if they're asked to do something, they're not going to give you flack for it. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna. It's it's kind of like what the Phillies were talking about last night. It's like every guy on this team is ready to do anything Topper says. Any guy on that team will do anything for Nick Sirianni. Right. So I, it's I, like if he asks, you're going. And that's the that's the whole benefit of you know there is that whole debate about oh is Nick Sirianni corny is yeah, it he's all corny for fucking it fake? works but they they <laughs> love it man like I I think I might have brought this up last week I don't remember so forgive me if I did but like I vividly remember last year uh, Jason Kelsey talking about on his podcast a couple things first talking about how Nick Sirianni was one of the biggest reasons he didn't retire because mm-hmm. he loved the culture that he built there and then number and that two was before the season even yeah, started <laughs> and number number two was a little bit more specific he was talking about I think it was in the playoffs where he just went through a slideshow of every player on the team like a picture of them playing football as a kid and they were like just remember like who you're doing this for like where you started like all that and like that shit to some people they might be like oh that's so corny but like the way Jason Kelsey talked about it on that podcast you can tell it it meant a lot to him and the guys on the team like for stuff like that like it's little shit like that that is so important like we see with the Phillies with the 2017 Eagles how important chemistry is mm-hmm. on a team in a locker room any sport and like you need a coach obviously they got to be good at other things but like you need a coach that's a true leader of men someone that's going to build a culture and get these guys to to go back to the, the you know having fun playing the sport and that kind of stuff and it's so important that's why I love Nick Sirianni as a coach and anyone that wants to call him corny or pandering uh, go ahead. I really don't give a shit as long as he keeps these guys motivated and, and wanting to play for him. Yeah, and I think that it shows an incredible level of maturity from him as a young head coach because he looked at himself after the first year and was like, "I need somebody to call the plays for me. I can't do all of this. Like, I'm not calling plays that well." And being a former offensive coordinator, it's like, are you really going to say that about yourself? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's like, but I, I said that on WIP. I was like. People don't realize how big kahunas you have to have. And mm-hmm. not only that, but to be that aware of yourself, yep. to say to yourself, okay, I'm not doing this well. Um, this is a little overwhelming. Let me hand off play calling duties to someone else. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. keeping your that's putting your ego in check. That's yep. that's saying, you know what? I can't do it all and I'm not gonna act like I can. You got this, Shane right, Steichen. Yeah. And it brings me back again to the Phillies. It's like that's what all of them do for Topper. Yeah, and that's what all the guys do for Nick. Putting ego aside can be hard, especially in professional sports. Mm-hmm. Where have, egos have played a large part in many stories uh, across the sports. So it's nice to see that Nick Sirianni, like, we got to get him in a room with pride the, his ego. We got to get him in a room with James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I don't know if Rocky Balboa himself could motivate James Harden, but. We that's could probably uh, kill him, right? <laughs> that would get I us off the contract. The shit out of him. Uh, no, but yeah, Nick Sirianni, man, he's awesome. And sometimes I wish he would take the play calling back, but that's just, uh, we'll see how no, we'll, no. we'll see. I think we'll see how it progresses. I'm fine with him keeping the play. One thing, somebody else. one thing I've noticed that like we had some people maybe on Twitter complaining and a little bit in our like group chat like about Jalen's running, and I think that there is a point to be made a little bit with him being more hesitant to run like scramble wise, like he looks more hesitant. But there's also people that are like where the, all the design runs. I want Jalen Hurts nah. 
doing as little design runs as possible. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, I don't want to say superstar, but we have a very good running back behind the best O-line in the league, and he has been crushing it so far. The, the Buccaneers might not, I know they're 2-1 now, they were supposed to be dog shit starting the season. They might not be the greatest team, but like, they're like known for their run defense, and Swift looked great against them. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't, we don't Beautiful need Jalen. Non-factor. We don't, we don't, number one run defense. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like we don't need Jalen to be running all over the place and hurting himself. Yeah. Designed runs go to the running back every now and then. Throw the defense off. But yeah, Jalen could be a little bit more eager to run, like uh, scramble or roll out. But like at the end of the day, it's whatever, man. At the all I want is Jalen to be healthy more mm-hmm. than anything. Um, people. Uh, how much did we pay Jalen in office? Yeah, exactly. And y'all exactly. want him to run. <laughs> right. We already have people in the media saying we need to uh, hit him hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And put a target on his back. Let's not put yeah, him man. out there on design runs You as much. want your quarterback taking as little damage as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Niners learned that the hard way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, putting a tight end on the second best pass rusher in the NFL last year. Yeah, yeah and then want to bitch and moan about yep. how your quarterback got knocked out. Yeah, how about not putting a tight end <laughs> on the second best pass rusher in the yeah, damn NFL? That's the part of that whole thing I never understood. Mm-hmm. With the, I, I don't want to go off on a whole spiel about this, but that's the part I never understood about that whole thing with the Niners fans where they were like, oh, well, our quarterback got injured. It's like, do, do you realize he didn't like get a non-contact knee injury? He got injured because you lined up a backup tight end on Hassan Reddick and he crushed him. Now, when I played football, so like obviously not to this fucking level, but like I basically when you're on a football field on defense, you're trying to hit the person as hard as possible. You're not directly thinking I want to injure them, but you're thinking I'm about to blow this motherfucker up. So every time Hassan Reddick blew right past that bum ass backup tight end, he was trying to level the fuck out of Brock Purdy. And that's on your team. You didn't protect them right it's not like Brock Purdy fucking tripped and broke his ankle on the grass or you know had a non-contact ACL tear cutting no he got hurt because of your ineptitude putting a backup tight end on Hassan Reddick but so I never understood that but Kyle Shanahan is the greatest offensive mind in sports I mean, he's very good. I will. I respect Kyle. Shanahan. Yes. No, I do too. That was just a dumbass play yes. call in this situation. Absolutely, yeah. and uh, I don't know. But again, Brock Purdy was playing like shit anyway. I, I, I'm still fully. He still is only playing like shit. He only does short passes. Yeah, can, like mm-hmm. I don't understand the hype between with that man. Well, we talk well, that one NFL. Debo pass was sick. I loved it for my fantasy team. I'll bring it up since you guys wouldn't stop fucking talking about it last week. But yeah, <laughs> no. Um, that was like the first long pass I think he's thrown successfully all year. Ah, he had a couple Dude, of like, I'm not like too, a, but I'm not a hater of his because like it's kind am. of a it's a cool. Well, it's nice for the Niners to so like fuck it, but like he's it is a cool story that like Mr. Elvin is succeeding, but like he's not yeah, that, that just good. Reminds me of Tom Brady. I am so not I sipping the Kool Aid on uh, Brock Purdy because 99.5 percent of his passes are just dump offs. Mm-hmm. It, it takes not that it takes no skill, but like. And he put Zach Wilson in. I guarantee you, if you fucking took Zach Wilson and put him, I think Zach Wilson could easily do the same thing in, in Kyle that Brock offense. Purdy does in Kyle Shanahan's offense know, with I those agree. weapons. It's Zach Wilson. <laughs> Zach Wilson sucks, but you're missing the point. Pat. No, I know. It's I'm just, just fucking with you. I know. I'm just fucking with you. I, I think Zach Wilson could easily do no, the same could. thing. Not only that, but look at the playmakers that he has. I mean, right. Christian yeah. McCaffrey, the best receiving back out of the backfield. You have Debo Samuel, who's a, a matchup a nightmare mm-hmm. for anybody. Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. Outside, George like George Kittle, like George freaking Kittle, the 
probably the best, arguably the best tight end in the NFL. Like, are you? How do you not succeed as a quarterback with those weapons? Yeah, mm-hmm. you could. Zach Wilson could do that job. So I'm not trying to be a hater, but like Brock Purdy still needs to show me more. Like, yeah, he's clearly winning. So like, you can label him as a quote unquote winner. But like, let's see like some like talent. I don't know. I'm not saying he's untalented because I'm sitting here as an untalented person. But like, let's see him like prove it a little bit more. But uh, other NFL news. Uh, you guys, we mentioned Taylor Swift in the beginning of the show. <laughs> I know that everyone was annoyed as fuck because it's, uh, it's just they're just beating a dead. They horse. tried it's to force like, it a little fuck, bit too much, but on, like, man. so I on fucking red zone, we got fucking Scott Hansen making Taylor Swift puns. I'm like, he's like, oh, Tra- Travis Kelsey filled that blank space, and I was like, oh, that my one was already, fucking already god, did that one. dude. No, but Scott did it again. Yeah, that's that's. I stupid. I literally I was sitting there just like listening to him he was like i don't know about you at one point he was like i don't know about you but i'm feeling 22 it was like why there no there's nothing see there's like literally no reason it was <laughs> like, even as a taylor swift fan it was it was a bit overboard excessive so but then like on the other hand i was like the nfl is a business and they probably just got so many people tune in that mm. have never tuned into an nfl game ever the before chiefs, the chiefs not only that game was like the most watched game not only yeah, tune in far. But like people are buying a shit jerseys, ton of Travis his, Kelsey jerseys. His jersey, I think, just went up. I think they talked about it on New Heights today. His jersey sales went up four hundred percent. You know, Jason surprisingly was the number one seller in women's NFL jerseys. I would imagine Travis took that spot because every oh, yeah. fucking Swifty is gonna buy a Travis Kelsey jersey because they that's their guy now. It's it, it's just it's funny as shit them when they break up right before exactly. the playoffs. <laughs> it is funny as shit to see like uh, that t- the TikTok trend that's going around right now where girls are like secretly recording their boyfriend being like, "Can you believe Taylor Swift put uh, Travis Kelsey on the map?" And they're the boyfriends are like, "What the fuck did you just say?" It, it is kind of it's kind of a funny trend. Like obviously she didn't put him on the map, but like it's kind of undeniable that there were probably a lot of people that know Travis Kelsey and they also know Taylor Swift. But I'm fully convinced that a lot of the people that are Taylor Swift fans probably did not know Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. So in a way she gave him more exposure, which I'm sure is like cool. He seems cool with it. I would be fucking cool if Taylor Swift <laughs> was showing up to my game. And I, banging me. And yeah. Um, <laughs> I here's my you know, we're getting into the gossip hour. I don't th- there's no way that, no, that I, they, there's I no way know. they haven't been dating for a little while because oh, yeah. I don't see her showing up and like just like cheering and like acting in the manner that she did with his mom, like if they weren't already comfortable that. together. Yeah. So like that cannot be the first time like they've met or they've like hung out or you know, whatever. Maybe they're not even dating, who knows? But like that was See, not the first time. Low key, low key. That's what that's what I'm hanging on to a little bit. I think it's just all a fucking media thing. They, I think Taylor that, that would Swift, just be funny. Taylor Swift that would does just not need any media attention. No, but I think it would just be funny. I mean, yeah, it would be funny, but Let's like think the of the logic. On. She's the she is the most famous person on the earth right now. I don't think she needs like marketing or media. Yeah, but Travis PR. wanted to get bigger Travis, than Jason. He wanted the number one women selling jersey. So what did he do? He went out and got. Yeah, Taylor that's Swift. the that's the real benchmark of a great NFL player. How many women's jerseys you sell? I'm not going lotto. I did call Taylor Swift a, a traitor. Like, uh, oh yeah, she should have been wearing a Bears jersey. That would have been like, hilarious. That's ridiculous. She should have worn a Jason Kelsey jersey because that would have been fucking Listen, if, perfect. It, I can't blame if if she's dating the dude, right? You can't really blame her for wearing the, his jersey. Yeah, but that would have been also like perfect. I I feel like <laughs> Travis Kelsey is the one non not the one, but like one of the biggest non Eagles that like all Eagles fans get behind him because he's yeah. he's he's a he's like a cousin. 
Like he's not part of the family like all the way, but like he's he's over there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and we love him, and he comes to Eagles games, and he puts birds jerseys on when yeah, he comes I, to watch. I Jason. still think one of my favorite clips of him on New Heights is him saying that every time he goes to the link, he makes sure to dress head to toe in fucking Eagles yeah. gear so he doesn't get beat the <laughs> Bro, fuck up. But like the thing is, I I feel like even if Travis Kelsey came in a Chiefs jersey, like his own, not that he would ever wear his own jersey, I doubt it. But like people would still like shower him with love. I feel like he's just loved. Which nah, is he like, gets some shit. Which would he, be cool. People he might some shit, up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But anyway, like I, I can't blame the NFL for seizing the opportunity to beat this to death because they're trying to get all these dude, like the amount of TikToks my girlfriend has sent me, you know, she's a big Taylor Swift fan as well. Just like all these tweets of like Taylor Swift fans being like, wait, guys, like, what does a down? What is yeah, a down? That or is, like, those are great. All these TikToks now, which are, it'll be like the NFL simplified. Like, I, my girlfriend sent me one and it was all like the positions, like, dumb, not dumbed down, but like explained in the simplest terms. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny as shit to see these two worlds collide that you would never in a million years predict. I will say, though, there are some Swift fans that are, are taking it a bit too far. Like, <laughs> of they, course. Like, they're taking the astrology shit. Chart. Oh my god, and that they're was like hysterical. they're matching up like that their was birthdays and, yeah. and how compatible they are. And I'm just like, okay, y'all have gone yeah. way too far with this. Yeah, and then uh, that was that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen, honestly. Because it was just like it was literally like three paragraphs about like how compatible Did they you are. guys see the one about uh the girl that posted like trigger warning assault? And it was the video of Jason, uh not Jason, Travis getting into a fight and uh in camp with one of his teammates and like this Swifty made a whole tweet where it was i can't i don't remember from word for word but it was like trigger warning assault it was like this is travis kelsey taylor's dating now he he got in an argument with one of his teammates and threw a punch at him this is someone who clearly can't control their emotions (laughs) and you guys wonder why i'm worried about him being with taylor it's like like you people are (laughs) it's like you're a psycho like shut the fuck up like oh yeah he's gonna beat women because he got in a fight with a teammate in like (laughs) Basically, just, what is Roman gl- gladiators of the modern just, age? It's just guys being dudes. Just guys yes. being dudes, right? <laughs> that, that was a funny ass story. And also, real quick, uh, Flyers update—they go down one to zero. In the, <laughs> dude, the funniest <laughs> shit the other day was uh, someone made a someone made a joke. I think it was on Monday during the Eagles game. It was like, "Don't care about the Eagles." The Flyers preseason uh, opener is tonight. Three minutes Two, into the game, three minutes into the game they went down three nothing. It was just hilarious. <laughs> it was the fly- the Flyers, if you can't appreciate anything about them just appreciate that they're consistently horrible and mediocre. i appreciate torts that's it yeah i guess he's like funny <laughs> oh he's a walking he's a walking sound drop yeah exactly yeah. that's all i appreciate about them um college football i feel like real quick before we uh wrap up in a little bit i have I'm to gonna, address uh, to sleep now, i yeah. fell flat on fell flat on my face with the colorado thing i still oh that's so funny I, yeah. it's hey, okay we'll, t- we'll take an l for this I mean, week it's okay <laughs> In all fairness, you had, you if had you remember, two of them going for Heisman's. In all fairness, <laughs> I said that I wouldn't have been surprised if they beat Oregon. I never said they were going to because I would have. I picked Oregon to win the game, but like I didn't think it was going to be as bad as. It yeah, was. I put my chest out there. I didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was. Did you? I did. Oh man, I put my chest out there. <laughs> I. Hey, at least you still buy it. <laughs> I, I, I I did think it was kind of funny. You know, the other coach. Uh, the speech he gave about they're playing for clicks, we're <laughs> yeah. playing for wins. That, that was, was cute. That was. I mean, it was kind of funny. I thought it was funny. Yeah. It, it wasn't like. See, that's the kind of shit I can get behind. Like shit talking like that. That Colorado State coach basically implying that Dion wasn't raised right because he. That that's fucked. Yeah, like, that was he, shut, yeah, shut yeah, up. That was cool. That's not in. That's not in, like in good nature at all. Like that's fucking whack. But like the Oregon thing was. It's fine. You're firing your team up. But like, dude, they dog walked them, beat the shit out of them, and like that was always the thing. Like. 
my thinking on Colorado, I like them. They're fun. It's awesome that Dion has turned this program around this quick. They're going to shatter their uh, win expectations or win total from the beginning of the season. But like, they're still a year away from like truly succeeding. Like, there's there's so much to be built on that team. Still, they got to build in the trenches. They got to build a defense. They have Shador. They have Travis Hunter. Like, they have the weapons, but they are not a complete team yet. And it, unfortunately, it showed against Oregon. And I have a feeling it's going to show again against USC because if they couldn't stop that Oregon offense. They are going to get put in a blender by Caleb Williams at USC. Yeah. So, uh, so you been on this week, Todd. <laughs> the hype train is hype train's most likely going to die. I'm just going to shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, uh, college. I, listen, I love too that uh, all the people that are like college football games are bullshit. You know, you have Alabama playing Colgate and it ends 62 to seven. Yeah, well, an NFL game this weekend <laughs> ended 70 to 20. You motherfuckers. So, well, that's because the Broncos need to get relegated. Broncos country, let's die, <laughs> dude. They that was. We'll wrap up after this, but that that's one of the most. That game was comical. Is that the most embarrassing thing of all time? Oh, easily. That was the first time an NFL team has scored seventy points since nineteen sixty six. Yeah, that is, dude. Also, I'm sorry. Fuck Mike McDaniel for not taking the record. I, I, you're getting. You're telling me you're getting on your your high horse. You're acting all high and mighty like, oh, we we don't want to do that to them. You scored 70 <laughs> points. You're up by 50, and now it's too much? But they what didn't, the they fuck didn't do try you to mean, score 70. Bro? Like, they literally didn't try no, to. But, <laughs> it was how? Robbie Anderson and fucking a chain of garbage. Yeah, sorry. Robbie Anderson uh, <laughs> catching a fucking touchdown. Like... No, but like how... Is that trying? <laughs> that's just... That's an absurd statement. Like, oh, we didn't want to embarrass them. My guy, if you didn't want to embarrass them, you should have benched your starters after halftime <laughs> like it's a little too late well, for that mike you gas. might as well have took the fucking record and say you're gonna sit on your high horse and be like we didn't want to do i'd hope that in the same position someone else would do that for me like are you insane man <laughs> but vince the broncos came back last week when they were down like 30 <laughs> yeah you really gotta make so you, you know, gotta make sure they're down you know yeah. beating them by 50 that <laughs> that solidifies the game is over uh and the last thing if i was a bears fan i would be on suicide I already, yeah i already shot myself in the head yeah, yeah. It, it, dude the existence of a Bears fan sucks and like if there's by any chance you know a Bears fan listening to this I feel for you I don't even mean this one like of my buddies that listens is actually a Bears fan I, okay past buddy <laughs> I don't even mean this in a sarcastic way like I genuinely feel awful for yeah. Bears fans no, like, I'm gonna give him shit give him shit because it's all in good fun <laughs> nah, but like man, that's not fair it, dude it's it's a goddamn shame what what is going on with that franchise I mean they got and they got embarrassed too. Listen, they're lucky the Broncos lost by as much as they did yeah. because it kind of took the attention off them being as bad as they were this week also. And they were against the Chiefs, whatever, but like they're lucky the Broncos lost by 50 because otherwise we would be talking even more about how pathetic the Bears are. That coordinators being investigated by the FBI. Like, yeah, what the uh, hell is going uh, on over there in Chicago? Know. Justin Fields is not the guy, unfortunately. I thought he would be. Liked him in college. But. I just think he just got a bad rep just being over there in Chicago, bad coaches. I really think he needs a it's change just, of environment. It's a mix, man. I completely agree. Like, I think that there's something about Chicago that just ruins quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, you look at Jay Cutler. Like, uh, he just is Jay well, Cutler. Jay Cutler ruined himself you, before yeah, he got that's Chicago. That's Did you guys honest, know if Justin Jefferson was on the Bears and retired right now, he'd be the Bears' all-time leader yes. in receiving yards? Fuck. <laughs> that, do you know how fucking insane that is? Justin Jefferson's, what, like four years in the league? Mm-hmm. Yes. And he'd already be the Bears' all-time receiving yep. leader. The Bears That's have never had a, the Bears have never had a four thousand yard passer yeah. in the history of that franchise. And think about how old That's that insane. franchise is. <laughs> They've never had that. So they're yeah. like the Phillies of the NFL. They, they kind of are. <laughs> like and, it, are. and it sucks <laughs> for like Bears fans our age because like Boomer Bears fans can at least like 
die on the hill they saw the 85 bears mm-hmm. bears fans our age know nothing but legit misery yeah like even worse than the cowboys because the cowboys at least like 96 maybe if you're a little bit older than us you saw them win one but like if you're a bears fan <laughs> you have to be <laughs> in your 50s shit. to have ever seen your team win that's a, a goddamn shame but anyway uh who, the eagles up the commanders this week i predict that should be uh I think an easy win. I think that th- I think this is. The, I'm predicting it now. This is the week the Eagles start clicking. Jalen Hurts throws for like 300 yards, a couple touchdowns, and we just bury the Commanders. Yeah, no, I'm not right feel. With you. I'm feeling like, like although, I'm feeling a bunch of sacks are coming in this game. Although I do think we're gonna have a tough time running the ball because they have a very good D line. Hey, that's yeah, why Alan, I said. That's Alan why I said. And jump, man. That's why I said mm-hmm. Jalen goes for 300 passing yards. Yeah. That's but yeah, I mean, like Devontae tore them up last year, so I've, I, I, I'm, I think we're gonna be fine there. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's all I got. Uh, thank you guys for listening, Seamus. Uh, rest in peace. We miss you, bud. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we'll see you next week, hopefully, Sham. And we will talk to all you guys uh, next week. After that, we will have been, uh, we'll have already seen the wild card. So mm-hmm. hopefully, we're talking to you guys. But the Phillies advancing, and uh, another Eagles dub. So we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace out. Go birds, go Phils. Go